0: welcome to tv told me presents this is us i'm my day christine georgia and today we are reviewing episode six which is island girl um but before we start it's been like a two-week hiatus so in those two weeks what have you girls been up to what have you ladies been up to Oh, it feels longer than two weeks. I don't know if that's just me. It feels like forever. And I, I noticed myself like, is it back yet? Is it time? Like I was checking the Instagram feed to see like, okay, how many more days? I was really looking forward to this episode. So I've literally just been waiting on This Is Us and just doing normal life stuff. You know what you did that I love that you didn't mention? You went and visited our great aunt and I loved that. So that was good. How was that trip? It was great. Um, I think it really was. You know, because if you think about This as Us, it does make you notice things in your life more, you know, just certain relationships or what have you. And it was just one of those moments of, you know what, I should go visit my great aunt. And so my family, we jumped in the car and we went. And it was really just a beautiful weekend because it's just like in those small chunks of time where we would just sit in her room talking about old memories, looking through pictures. So it was really nice but it also just gave me this glimpse into um you know we're all aging you know and so just like the beauty of relationships and like not taking those relationships for granted for sure yeah no that's definitely true what about you Georgia what did you do during the time off
1: um I was have been just busy with my kids especially my oldest We're preparing for him to go to college and um it's so funny because we're like watching the mail waiting for acceptance letters and then we get a postcard that's like we got your application but if you could submit some transcripts <laughs> which is really funny because i used to work in academia and it's like it's just like nurses can't be patients like when you're actually the one that's trying to get in it's so funny how you just make just amateur mistakes so anyway so we got the transcripts and we're still waiting and then um so that was that's that's the process we're in now and then also um, I just binged Love is Blind and it was amazing.
0: Ooh, that's what I forgot. I did that
1: too. So I'm waiting now for the, I'm now waiting for the next episode, which is very interesting because um, I usually associate things with numbers. And so they were like, yeah, um, This Is Us is coming back 2.22. So I kept thinking, ooh, the 22nd is so far away. And it was so funny because everybody was like, oh, that's a cool day, 2.22. And I kept thinking, yeah, that's the day This Is Us comes back. That's
0: all I was thinking. I never was like, oh, this is, this day only happens once in a hundred years. I was like, oh, okay. I, yeah, I think I did not take full advantage of the 2.22 because people were like taking pictures at 2.22 in the afternoon. And I was like, oh, I missed that. And then I was like, I think I'm good. I I think I'm all right.
1: Um, I probably never
0: crossed my mind. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I probably should have like been like, oh, let me take a picture or acknowledge that like this is happening. But I was like in the middle of watching and Inventing Anna. Shonda Rhimes never misses, okay? I heard that was good too. Because I watched that girl in 2020 and I was just like, oh, okay, that's cool. But when I watched the show, I was like, okay, yes, Shonda. And then she used, if you remember Scandal, she used a lot of the actors from Scandal in this mm. show. <laughs> like, it works. works Don't yeah. burn a bridge. Okay, so- because i heigl, know who she didn't use katherine heigl definitely wasn't yes. in it <laughs> Isaiah washington wasn't even an extra but uh everybody else uh was fully working i was like okay i love it so it was really good so inventing anna and then and that's the thing too i'm sure abc is like we messed up because the only reason she's on netflix doing this bridgerton and inventing and anna and all the other stuff she's going to be doing is because they didn't want to give her extra ticket to disneyland mm. They were like, Mm. didn't we give you enough? Honey, she made a whole Thursday night program for you guys. But since you don't want to respect it, she got her money elsewhere. You got to be careful how you treat people. That is always true. Yeah, as for me, I have just been kind of hanging out. I've been at the theater like a lot lately, which has been really good. And then I've been just trying to have main character energy, meaning like focus on like next steps and what I want to see. I think I, there was like a question that was on, um, anyway, it was like a thing where someone said, if you gave yourself six months to go 115% Mm. at one thing that you wanted, would you be able to do it? And for me, it's just kind of like, you know, my like health and weight and everything. And just the thought of it is just not scary to me, but it's just like, I almost don't want to start it. Cause I'm like, ugh, we've been down this road so many times and maybe it's five or 10 pounds, but then you, blah, 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 whatever. And I'm just like, just trying to rev myself up to be like, for six months, I'm going to go 110% at this and just see where we are. I've done it before um, where I used to like cook. I mean, I was cooking everything from scratch, even my condiments. So I can do it, but yeah. But anyway, back to this is us now that we're back. Um, super excited to just like be on the phone with all three of you again. I will but say the, the crazy thing-,
1: thing is though. Sorry to interrupt you. Uh, I know that's Christine's thing, but what? <laughs> <Yes>. Oh <laughs> but-
0: my! When you get known know, for so- something, it kind of sticks.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like it's so interesting how we're talking about you know what's going on in our lives, and it's like this is us. Really, is us. Like everything we talked about, you know, from weight to college to whatever. It's like it's happened and this is us like it's just it's just crazy how they really do mimic so many people's realities
0: I mean what have they not covered I mean you think about the human experience what have we not (laughs) examined and this is us that's why I think it's so good it's like oh wow
1: yeah that's true
0: um it's weird too I think it's like anything where when when you get something you always expect it So I kind of thought since we were coming back that this would be an episode where I cried. I didn't cry.
1: Oh my gosh. I cried.
0: Really? I can't wait to hear what part that was. I did. I cried. But I also was cleaning like a mad person. Like (laughs) we were supposed to have an event at the house. And so I was like, um, (laughs) okay, (laughs) okay. Of course, I think that's the best part of having things at your house is like you're like, people cannot see the day to day. So, I literally was cleaning things that I don't normally clean. Like, I got stainless steel cleaner for the refrigerator. I'm polishing it. You know what I mean? All kinds of stuff. So that when people come in, I'll be like, oh, yeah, you know, feel free. We just kind of live like normal (laughs) Tuesday night. (laughs) (laughs) So, I was watching it, but I also was like, cleaning like no tomorrow. I think more than I normally clean. So, even the dog was like, what's what's happening here? I was like, listen, we got to be on our best. Like he's groomed and everything. But anyway, it's honey. So this episode was called the Island Girl part two. But if you were to name it yourself, what do you think it would be?
1: Um, I don't know. That's a good one because you know, I understand it being called The Island Girl Part 2 because that was a big piece of it. But I was really taken with Kevin's part of it as well. And I felt like he was kind of left out of the title even though it was a big part of the episode. So I probably would have called it something about regrets, like regrets that have made us or something like that.
0: Mm. I think I would have called it like sometimes
1: you have to choose you oh that's a good one I like that
0: I would probably call it something like let's act like this episode's about the island
1: girl (laughs) (laughs) I I mean if you look at how
0: much time was focused on Beth and her story and to me though that was a parallel to a lot of a lot of island african-american girls where it's like oh yeah this space is for you well we got to talk about this and we got to do this but this is about you i i don't know i was actually a little not a little i was high-key offended because i did not like this episode centered best story especially if you're gonna name it the island girl you should make it be about that like i feel like it could have really been about her like even like her experience coming into thanksgiving like because if they would have like showed her and randall coming into thanksgiving we should probably step back but it's fine but if they would have showed her and randall coming into thanksgiving then it would still be focused on her at the pre-thanksgiving she wasn't even there (laughs) and then also when they were talking about kevin going to thanksgiving she wasn't there so i was like why not make it events where she's at if it's going to be an episode about her
1: yeah i totally agree i was like yeah I, I totally think that she, which is very interesting because susan yes. the actor that portrays um Beth she was a co-writer for this episode I and know. um and it's so interesting they use so many different writers and they give so many of the actors a chance to direct yeah. and all that kind of stuff because it seems like it's seamless like it's you know like it's the same writer the yeah. same story so it's amazing how, you can't really tell like, oh, I can tell they use a new writer. Like it's just right. very cohesive. But anyways, but by her writing it, maybe she was trying to, you know, sometimes when you try to dim your own light, like, well, I don't want to make it all about me.
0: Mm. You know, like, What's going on? When you write yeah. an episode of TV sometimes, sometimes you just write a section so she might have just wrote that's true the, the best, best section, section that's true and someone else may have been control in control of everything else and they were like oh she's got the best so let me focus on the other people instead of also writing about Beth
1: that's um, true and who knows maybe she's the opposite maybe she's like I don't want to write about my character let me write the Kevin part and maybe her writing was so phenomenal they were like this has to make the episode yeah that's true
0: and that's a good point. Maybe they are trying to squeeze so much in because it's only mm-hmm. so many episodes left. I'm not sure, but yeah, they should have rethought that title though. Because I'm like you, Ade, I think it had our expectations so high because we've seen episodes where they really did center that character and you know their experience with the family, of course. But she just seemed so decentered, and I think maybe it really triggered me as a black woman because I'm like, that is how sometimes it goes, you know. And, uh, how- and I think some of those. Um, um, Some of those pieces came out in the episode too. I also think I would have been more emotionally connected to the episode if it would have just focused on Beth. I I, really think I would have like been able to do that because she is a center part to this family. But there was parts where I wanted it to like expand because I will say, because I've been in that situation before when you're like, hey we need to introduce this new program and you know if this program doesn't work you also will not work and you will be unemployed. <laughs> yeah. and that is a different level of stress and so if they would have focused in that more and like shown her like going after it and like the subtle like threats that people are making towards you to let you know this has to work and they only had that one thing where she was like I trust you if you think this girl can dance but I don't think she can but normally yeah it's a lot of little dig where like your stress level is like out of 10 and when you go home you're just like they're like oh how did you're like don't talk to me about it okay i have enough on my plate (laughs) leave me alone that's true um i think that would have come off i think it would have i would have been more invested in like the kind of um arc of the episode of her part of the episode so yeah and i'm glad um you brought up the thanksgiving too. i think that would have been so powerful to go back to that because the last thanksgiving we saw there was a big deal um, as far as race and, you know, family holidays. So I think that would have been a really interesting purview from Beth's perspective, you know, really being connected to her husband um, whose family is white, you know? So I, yeah, I think there were some missed things, but there were some elements in the episode that really were powerful too.
1: Yeah. Well, and, and the thing that, yeah, it was a powerful episode. Like I said, I'm the only one of us that cried, but the issue is I... Typically in these episodes, they have a parallel. Yes, yeah. it's happening mm-hmm. to two different people in two yeah. different decades or whatever, but it's a parallel just showing you that there's nothing new under the sun. I didn't feel like these stories were really they were both great stories, Kevin and Beth, but I didn't feel like they complemented each other very well.
0: And mm. then they were going into the dating with Miguel. But see, again, I think it's all the stuff that they like, we gotta get, you know, this story line developed because we need to know about the Miguel and uh what's the mom's name Rebecca that and then she's dating me I don't know yeah I'm like you it was very fragmented then it was um Sophie and Kevin it was just yeah a lot of oh. <laughs> what I do think this episode served as a reason for Sophie to come back and I feel like there's no need That's for true. it you know what give <laughs> give back more time let's let us one thing I'll off. say <laughs> though but you know, I feel like this now, interestingly, on best episode, I hope they did a good job of like showing us more of Sophie. I'm like, okay, Diva. Because I never got that from Sophie. The way Sophie opened that door was like, honey, I'm out. Holla. Uh-uh. I, I really appreciated more of Sophie this episode, I will say. And maybe the last song when a woman's fed up. She was like, Oh, <laughs> and then she looked at Kay. She said, Eat too, Brute. Okay, well, yes, y'all have did. fun with this because I'm out. I yes, was like, did. Go ahead, Sophie. So I guess that's when they got their divorce, which is totally
1: understandable because I don't trust none of y'all now. Right,
0: yep.
1: And not to mention, they already had living ranges where it's like, okay, you tell me you cheated. Now you have to go back to LA to that same acting class. And I stay here and it was just a bad setup. But she told him that from the very beginning. But, and then, okay, let me tell you one more thing about this episode that really irked me. Okay, if it's going to be about the Island Girl, where is Felicia Rashad? Exactly. I love her.
0: Exact, and she's such a pivotal point. She's such yes. a pivotal. She plays a pivotal role on like why she deviated from her dance career and why she came back to it, and yes. like also choose. And it would have been perfect because she had to choose herself. Like even though we saw it before, and when her mom went to that dance school opening and she was giving her that look, like mm, this is okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Georgia loves that dance routine she did. Oh. <laughs> that parking lot was epic. but yeah if her mom would have been there to like support her or just say like like yeah like I don't I still don't understand it but I can see the change in you or whatever I think I would have had a breakdown I think I would have been like a tear 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 because Felicia Rashad can deliver you know a moment so if she would have been there because she definitely would have been there that's her daughter she loves her she supports her why was she not there at the opening yes totally agree so um we have gone beyond a format. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: uh, I would just say we didn't care for the title. <laughs> oh, no.
0: I don't know if, I don't know if the do you think the title was given before the episode was written?
1: Absolutely. Because yes.
0: and I think that they were like okay what we're going to do is focus on Beth and then they were like writing other stuff and they were like this won't make sense unless we yep. add in Kevin's story. yeah I think that's what happened cuz but sadly, is that not the story of many Black women? Like, even if you think about it, a lot of even Beth's story then had to center on this white um, dance instructor and going back to him. You know, like, it just seemed like there was so much centering of like other people's stories and experiences that almost like clouded her experience. So I thought, yes, I don't know if that was, if, I don't think that's what they were going for. That's what I took from it. Like, dang, she can't even have her own story disconnected from oppression as a black woman my gosh which brings it back to one of my favorite parts of this of the seasons past when her and randall had that fight and she was like listen like i have been second fiddle to you forever and i'm just not gonna do it anymore so like the woman can't breathe okay (laughs) anytime she tries to see daylight they push her back down and like (laughs) it's true they're like oh you know what it's synonymous with like corporate america we're gonna give you this title, but we're also gonna like attach these other things to it. Thank you, you. Have the title, so you should be happy. And it's like, mm. what? No, yep. I. If you gonna add these other things, we need to have a different title. We need yes. to. Yes. Yeah. No, because I I've seen so many women, but especially black women, who when they've left a job, the job got split between two or three people. Mm. That's how much more Say that. People that. that person. But at the Say time, that. you're so at excited the about the title. And about the opportunity that you're like, I'll do it, I'll do it, I'll do it. And then other people come and they're like, there's no way. And they're like, yeah, yep. you're right. We should split this into two three different roles. That's so true. Um, and I've even had that happen to myself where I literally was like, I, I'm just not doing this anymore. That's so true. Um, but yeah, and that's, that's a not. very good point. Because honestly, her, the story that was shared last night was all about her having to produce and to win and to do the right thing like so much into doing compared to just being you know so yeah, yeah that's such a great point yeah I always say that too like I think like in a lot of ways um sometimes it's hard I love being a black woman but sometimes it's hard and I like think like how much easier it would be to not have these extra things like these and you just these these little like extra pressures that I think other people just don't have you know what I mean like you have to support everybody, make everybody feel welcome, but also make sure that you like show your authority in a situation, but then also don't show too much authority because people get intimidated by it. It's like all these puzzle pieces that you have to always like put together that are just, I think it's, yeah, sometimes
1: it's just really hard. Yeah. It, I no, feel I was gonna you, say, but,
0: oh
1: no, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I totally, and that's why I think we love best characters so much because that is her story like yeah. she is juggling so much but she always um she's just very resilient and I think that that's why they went ahead and gave her the title because her resiliency maybe they were like, no. maybe they were like we could give her an episode but let's keep it real black women are always limited let's throw in some other stuff we're good we want to make this as real as possible yeah white male over here white male over here okay Beth this is your episode <laughs> yeah
0: Go for it, Island girl.
1: Cheek, 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 cheek.
0: Dance, dance, girl. She's like, but I'd like to talk about my mom. No time, no time. Let's focus on this dance instructor. So yeah, the episode opens up really cute though. It's her dad talking about the first time she ever danced. Like she didn't walk. They thought it was an issue. Um, And then her uncle put on some music and she danced before she could walk. And I still think that's like a beautiful story. I don't know if it's factually accurate.
1: <laughs> because If you can't stand up, how are you doing a one, two step? But you know, that's fine. Well, they never said she couldn't stand. They said she couldn't walk. So, So I think that it's, I think it's very realistic because a yeah. lot of times, you know, babies keep standing up and they usually kind of fall or sit down and then they stand up. And sometimes they just stand, you're like, you're gonna take a step. And so I think that basically music gave her a reason to move her legs. Mm.
0: So I
1: don't know, I, I, thought it was, I thought it was really a cute story. And then also typically, I don't like accents in shows. A lot of times actors don't do well. I really <laughs> liked his accent. Yeah. It was very authentic. And the story, I just, I thought that was a very precious moment between the father and daughter. Yeah, I like the way it was shot, too. Like,
0: it was very, like, nostalgic, but, like, real. I like the coloring and everything. It was really cute. I liked yeah. it. So then it showed her kind of in her new job, and I was like, wow, she has, I don't know where, I don't, this must be the dance center of dance centers. There was a, she. the lady said, I can get you a map. They had classes going, like, round the clock, people moving around. I was like, this is, wow. I don't know what they're doing here, but it is a lot. So she is at the epitome of like ballet wherever she is. So that's amazing, but also really stressful because she's been away from actual dance for quite some time beyond owning her own studio for maybe what, like two years. Yeah, it was short. So that's a sharp turn to all of a sudden be around people whose lives have probably been about dance, you know, Mm -hmm. for 20, 30 years um, to go and like be in a program like that. So for her, it's probably overwhelming as well because she feels like she has to prove herself. Yeah. And to me, I thought that they got the context of time that we're in right now so great because I feel like right now there's so many companies and agencies that are like, you know, this post-2020, like we haven't actually done anything with diversity, inclusivity. Let's find someone. Okay, here you are. Here's your new job. And this is what we expect from you. Like I just I think that's just such a theme right now. Um, So I thought that that was realistic for sure. Yeah. And that's why I said that, like, you know, this is really stressful for her too, because um, I know people who, you know, took jobs in 2020 in diversity and inclusivity that have left them because Mm -hmm. it wasn't a real job. Mm -hmm. Meaning people said that's what they wanted. And when the programs were presented, they were like, oh yeah, that sounds amazing. But when it comes to implementation all of a sudden it's like nothing. And that's like real work. I think sometimes in corporate, they don't see it as real work, um, but it's real work. And so it just, it gets very frustrating when the implementation part isn't there. Yeah, especially when it's, you know, some form of tokenism, like, okay, well, no, now we have um, we have uh, Beth here. So she helps us with diversity and that's, that's what she does. You know, and now I think, sadly, we're kind of, a, a lot of places are getting back to the place of, we don't actually need that. You know, like it, it was, it sounded good for the moment. Yeah. Yeah. I literally have been to a place where they were like, we're all going to be the diversity right. really take No, <laughs> seriously. That was what was said. Yeah. And we're all going to make sure that this is a priority for us, but we don't need a specific person. And I was like, all right, that,
1: <laughs> that says a lot. And I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> yes. And then even, even that when they were talking, when she first got hired and she was like, yeah, I had to twist their arm to do a scholarship program. I'm like, if your facility or your school is big enough to need a map, Come on. the fact that y'all have not had scholarships until right. she came on board, you all are behind because anytime that you're that blessed in business, yes. like you should be pouring into your local community. So I was really disappointed that she had to twist their arm to get a scholarship program. Yep. Exactly. Especially in like such a creative field, like dance, you should want to see,
0: you know, different people and what they're bringing to the table and like be evolving. But you know, interesting. So while this is happening, um, well, should we just talk about Beth for a second? Maybe that's the best way to do it. Whatever, however, you think. So then it cuts back to the past where Beth and Randall are like super excited about, and I love this because this is very real. They had their dinner, they're very excited about this bread pudding, banana. P- that's coming. <laughs> is it bread pudding or banana It was pudding? Bread, pudding. bread pudding. They were like excited about it. They were like, and once this bread pudding comes out, woo. <laughs> And then she sees her teacher, her old teacher and like her whole mood constant, everything Mm. changes. And like all of her hurt comes like flooding back to her at one time. And she said, I was with that man every day. And when I couldn't perform the way he wanted me to, he just kind of threw me away. And um, I feel like that's a real kind of hurt. And it was just interesting that when she went up like... (laughs) Randall was like, should I talk to him? She goes, no, I'm going to do it. And then she went up to him and she was just like, hey, how are you? Okay. It's good. Goodbye. She just didn't say anything. She, I guess she couldn't. I don't know. I, don't I know. felt her on that. I know I've been in that position so many times where one, you didn't, you expected, like you said, to eat this bread pudding with your man, you chilling. And it's like, the, dessert's the best part. <laughs> oh my gosh. And all of a sudden you are face to face with something that you've tried to cut off, tried to forget, try to like, you know, think it away, whatever. And then it's like, oh my gosh. And so one, I was proud of her for being like, no, boo, I got it. I thought that was a step in itself to even approach the man, you know, to approach her fear, her hurt, all that. I thought it was very symbolic of that. And then to me, this also speaks to, you know, a lot of times us as Black women, how do you take on oppression? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, how do you, what are even the words? What do you do? What do you, and I think it's so easy to kind of like fall, like, girl, you should have said this and this because you can always do when you walk off, like, dang, I should have said this. (laughs) You know what I mean? But I think to me, that speaks to the gravity of hurt and marginalization. You know, like, it's it's deep. Yeah.
1: And I think also, she didn't have the words for the amount of hurt she felt because whenever you feel hurt and everyone else is moving on you yes. always like in my mind what I always hear is like somebody being like girl it's not that serious yes so she's looking at this man where she's like he's already moved on he has all these new students so she was like oh yeah sure like you know she just minimalized herself because she's like this is really not you know she just she didn't feel important enough or worthy enough to say no my feelings need to be heard yeah yes. I think that's a good yeah. point i oh, no,
0: go ahead well it might have also just been like an influx of emotion to where She just could not respond. Like literally, it was like so much pain. And I've been in that situation where it's just like your whole like system always shuts down like a deer in headlights, and you're like, I just I Okay. (laughs) And when you but when you get in the shower that night, you or what I do is I reenact the conversation, I'm like, I (laughs) should have to and been like, let me tell you something. Are you enjoying that bread pudding? Because I'm not. And you know why? Because I saw you, because you hurt my feelings. And And that's how it always starts out. I have five myself imaginary in the shower. I was like, that was good. So next time I'll be ready. (laughs) Oh no, I feel you. And I also just think. that's like to me the trick of marginalization where it's like am I crazy because the person again so nice so like it's just like no I didn't dream all that I always saw you doing amazing things I love this for you and I really do this is the thing about him I really do think that he believes that yes and he I don't think that he saw the way that he hurt her and I also think sometimes there's some people who are only focused on outcome that's true and I think that's what it was and I think she was so young that she was like but this is someone who cares about me and da 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 da. and for him he was just like she's not producing next person and it's like dang I just lost my dad and he was like I love it your pirouette it's off so you out of the program bye girl yeah and I know we'll get to it later in the episode um when they talked again but I agree because I did have like a different sentiment when they talked the second time but to me that really speaks to you know everybody's individual experiences, right? Where like the way that she understood it and then how much that affected her for years to come based on a man who is minding his business eating at the restaurant every night or whatever. Like how we could stay stuck in a place based on our perception of what happened and what people should have done or what it should have looked like, you know. Not yeah, for sure. No, you know. that's totally understandable. Yeah. Um. So, so then she leaves, I'm sure she goes with Randall and is just like, what she should have done, or whatever, and then it shows in the future where she meets a student named Stacy. Present day, and Stacy, you know, is so excited to come and It's so beautiful. She's so excited to come into the program. Her dad is kind of like, okay, this is what she wants to do, but let's go with it. And you know, everybody is letting Stacy, letting Beth know at every turn that Stacy's just not up to speed. She's just not there. But Beth is like, I have faith in her. And then the night of the showcase. Stacy's practicing beforehand, and she's just not getting her turns. And she asked, you know, why did you even pick me? And I think that that question was so impactful because now they had similar lines. And I would have loved if they would have done a backstory on Stacy instead yeah. of Kevin, because Beth's question throughout the episode was like, Why didn't you pick me? Because I could have been a dancer. And Stacy's question was, why did you pick me? Because sometimes the pressures feel exactly the same um so I I really felt for Stacey in that moment
1: yeah and that was a that was a nice moment too because I felt like you know she just came in and gave her a little tip and even she was apologizing like I'm sorry I'm still here but I just thought that like at that moment I thought that Beth did a really good job of letting her know like like she told them at the beginning you all are supposed to be here like take up space like you know, I've been there. I thought she was just very encouraging without being overbearing, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah,
0: I agree. And um, for me, I think that what was also illustrated was the gravity of that um, oppression or being left out for so long because she knew there was a need to speak into them that way. Because that means that even though they were there, there were questions for them because it's like, well, we know why, we know a part of why we're here is because of the scholarship. And there, that's a lot of pressure to carry. So for Beth, let's say in the past, she felt like I was marginalized or left out because of my race. But then that there's also this gravity that I'm possibly here because of my race and being given a shot for equity. And that that's, that's a lot of pressure both ways, for sure. Oh, most definitely. I think especially when you especially when you're a marginalized person, you feel like one, especially when you're not up to this, you're not up to, you already know that you don't meet the standard, right? And that you are working up towards that and you have a lot of faith in yourself. But at the same time, you are looking at people who are not only meeting, but exceeding. And you're just like, can I get up there? Am I supposed to get up there? Like, like, am I just here? Because, so there's like so many questions. And I think the good thing is if you have a really good mentor, you realize that you're bringing things to the table that these people could never. Um, and that's what's more important. And like the things that you're wrestling with or paying attention to are pretty minor things in yeah. the overall, in overall what, what you're bringing to the actual community or group or whatever. But when you're young, it's hard to see that because everybody's pointing out and there's a spotlight on you because of color. Yeah. So Yeah.
1: Well said, Aydane. Can you say that line again? That was like straight out of a movie.
0: I can't because I don't remember it.
1: <laughs> you know exactly what the line was. You know what the line was.
0: Please, please say it for me because I love
1: it. You're bringing stuff to the table that they could never.
0: They could never. They could never. <laughs> you know what? Let me just say this, okay? I love my university. I really do. I went to a and I thought it was a really good university. But more than 10 times, and this is not even an, an under exaggeration, I was told like, oh, they had a diversity quota that they had to meet. Oh, you got into the science program? That's interesting. I think there wasn't enough girls here. But when people say it, it's so flippant, yeah. but it also is just like, wait a minute. Wait and a then
1: minute. some of
0: these other people, let me just say this, ended up being business majors or agri majors because they couldn't get through the biology program. But guess who did? Your girl, Okay. So <laughs> on, let them
1: know. Let them know. Let them know. So
0: in the beginning, they're like questioning, "Oh, she's there because you because. know she's a woman, or she's a minority, or all of these things." But whatever I had pulled me through, and it wasn't because. Let me just say, in the world of science, they really don't care. I mean, in most academia, Brilliant. but definitely in science, they really don't care. It's like, did you pass or did you not pass? And everybody, I don't care what you're, I don't care if you're a doctor or a physicist or whatever. Everybody's looking for that curve, okay? <laughs> because nobody's get through organic chemistry with straight A's. It's just not happening. Right. Um, but it's just like there's something there with some people where they're able to push through and some people can't. But in the beginning they're like, oh, it's because da, da da da. And it's like, actually, no, there's something else that's there that like pushed me through to graduation where some people didn't make it. A lot of people didn't. I think people I think I think my beginning science class had like 250 people. And I think in the end my classes had maybe like 30 people in them. I believe it so yeah so there's just like this additional pressure and people always like making little like snide and stuff yeah. like that yeah so I don't know how I got there I guess it was just an impression that was just sitting in there <laughs> oh no but I think that's so real and fits um great right there because I can remember giving a presentation at a professional conference and this uh man who was white stands up and says you know I just think my struggle is knowing that you're a professor and got the job because you're an affirmative action hire. And so now, you know, white men, we're not able to get jobs because of these affirmative action. Yeah, so just, it's real, you know, when really there is this assumption that you are only there, not because you're capable or qualified, not because there literally was hundreds of years where we could not even apply for these jobs to be considered, but now all of a sudden the tables have turned, you know, like that's really the perception. It's not oh, no, it the tables deep. have turned, but just the fact that like the table has, and it has not leveled off, but it's given me like an inch to just get my head above there. And you're like, why, are, why is even your head peeking exactly. above? It's just like very annoying because it's also like, how do I know that you're qualified to be here, sir? How do exactly. I know that you weren't looking at somebody else's case now? Exactly. And, and let me just clarify, I didn't mean the tables have turned as far as equity, like us having more chances. I meant as far as perceptions, this right. idea of it now we're the ones that are not allowing people to even get a chance to be hired when we know even statistically it's just not the case
1: and the thing about it is i truly feel that nepotism is used far more than affirmative action oh my, God, oh, yeah. my gosh for sure So, therefore if anyone comes at me with that they have met the wrong one <laughs> <laughs> that is true
0: and I was, never never And I will say, this is the thing too. It is about who you know. And of course, certain people are going to know people in positions of power, or they're going to know people that they feel more comfortable with. For sure. Like I recently started like improv and, you know, there was this guy and he's like, I don't know. I kind of like cut back because I was like the only black dude and things kept, the scenarios that people kept bringing up, I just wasn't a fan of. And I was like, well, that's why I would like if you stayed on because improv is just a way to act silly and play games. And it's like, it really expands your mind and it's really fun. But I think, you know, people sometimes their automatic go-to for black people or minority characters really comes out because you don't have time to think about it. And so it can make people feel uncomfortable. And then also me and him were talking and it was just like, sometimes the jokes that we tell because people haven't been exposed to them they don't get as many laughs as other people's jokes. Sometimes yeah. it's just not funny, but sometimes it's just because like people don't relate, you know. Right. So this was really interesting. But yeah, wow. I guess this, the episode was deeper than I thought because we really, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, <it's> <laughs> At first, I was like, next episode. Now I'm like, wow, this Beth situation I know. really hit on a lot of things. Um, yeah, so it, it was interesting. And then I guess to kind of finish off Beth's story, even though she's the title character um, is the actual um day of performance where the girl goes out there and she dances and she looks beautiful and everybody is like clapping for her and then she falls and when she falls she just kind of stays there on the ground and the fact that she stayed there so long that nobody knew what to do was like so interesting and I think was really I I just think whoever wrote that did a really beautiful job because sometimes it's just like you fall you fail so you just know that it's a life-changing moment and you you're just like I don't care what people think at this point I just can't move and for Beth to not just walk her off the stage but to really say like I'll be here for you however long you want to do this but you really should get up and do this, and it wasn't like in an aggressive way or anything. I just thought that was really beautiful.
1: Yes, and I will let me add that is the moment that I cried, oh. and I, you know, and I cried because exactly what I day just said that so many times when we fall, whether it's literally or figuratively, you know, there's always like or something typically it's like a cover up, right? Because we don't want our mistakes exposed. Like if that was a video recording, they would edit it out. Mm. And and so when we have these falls in life, there's always this cover up. And I just love that Beth was like, no, we're not going to cover this up. We'll actually sit here until everyone leaves and they can Mm. talk about it. What's important in this moment is you. I don't care if they live with us sitting on this ground. You're the most important thing. And so she, like you said, she wasn't aggressive with her. She just gave her, these are your options this is your moment you choose what you want to do and I just thought that level of support on a stage that was so grand um not only for that school but for Beth's career like her career was on the line and Mm -hmm. and that girl I'm sure she knew she was the first you know scholarship class she knew Beth was a new hire so she was like dancing essentially for both of them yeah letting her know like don't worry about me don't worry about these people you have to know your worth and it was really good mm. cool that she was able to do that because that wasn't done for her when she was the student that was yes. falling and that's what she told her she was like I fell and it was way worse than this and you know I'm I'm gonna be the change. like I'm gonna sit here with yes. you so, I just thought was so beautiful and I cried and I loved Beth even that much more
0: and just the fact that she got to like redo it Because there's so many times in life where people see you fail and they're just like, okay, well, this isn't for you. When in actuality, maybe that was just the moment where you messed up. And this is the thing, if the girl would have fell again, okay, like she can accept it and be like, okay, let's, you know, let's move on with the show or whatever, or whatever the girl decided to do. Yeah, off the stage. But just the fact that it was like, just redo it so that whenever you think back to this moment, whether you get picked or you don't get picked or whatever, you know that you got up, you tried again, and you gave it everything that you had. So I love that. Yeah. No,
1: I okay. agree. Oh, <sighs> oh, sorry. And obviously I really love this moment. And then I also <laughs> love that Randall was there to tell their girls, like, when you remember your mom, remember her for this moment. And so I was like, oh, that was a good bow on the moment because of course we love Randall.
0: I think even going back before the performance even started, I love the parallel of the humanity. Like Beth coming out, like, I know this is a big moment. And like, what I love, it was like, Randall do your usual thing. And he was ready to go into his mode. Like he even started out and she was like, oh shoot. And I love they just showed her nerves. She was so nervous and just the weight of that moment. Um, but then what I love was the parallel to the young lady. Like you could tell she was so nervous. She really had the weight, like all this weight on her shoulders. And I like that when she fell, that she didn't just, because a lot of times you do feel like I like I, there's so much riding on this moment, I can't fail. I can't fail. I can't fail. And you know, if you have that narrative, like you cannot fail, that's already, that's a racial trauma. You know, like you are literally living with this narrative, I can't fail. Then what happens if you do? Because they could have told the story where she did beautifully, we all applauded. But then it's like, to me, that perpetuates that superhero thing we're supposed to do, that superwoman thing. No, we're human. So she did fall. And what I liked, and I agree with what y'all are saying, that she was allowed, that Beth allowed her to sit in that moment. Because again, Beth could have been like, you know what, thanks for screwing this up, walked off. You know, she could have the whole narrative of like, dang, I I picked the wrong person, whatever. But then she really allowed herself to also be human, to step back and be like, what does she need in this moment? Um, And so I just really thought also, it was a very powerful moment, them sitting there with what I liked, By them sitting there and giving that young lady space, everybody else had to as well. Everybody was quiet. So what I like, that goes back to what Beth said earlier. You take up the space. Because again, if the girl would have scurried off and all that, no, then they need to sit with this too. That just like this is another young lady, we would have given her another chance. She deserves another chance. So yeah, I thought it was very powerful. And to me, you're right, Georgia. That's how change and transformation happens. We got to be seen as human beings who not only fall, but can get up and kill that dance, baby. And that's why I, one, that's why I think the myth of the strong Black woman, though has been amazing, needs to totally be broken down. Because my lot in life is not to always be strong and make other people feel uncomfortable. I am a human. I need to be able to fail. I need to be able to cry. I need to get inappropriately angry. I need to, all the emotions that everybody else feels, everybody else. Like, I am not, I'm not your your cultural therapist. I'm not the person that you kind of come to for support. I have full range of emotions. And I feel definitely because of the trope of the strong Black woman, we have not been able to fully express ourselves. And I think that's why so many Black women have had so many different physical ailments, yes. which is also sad because even in the medical profession, we cannot come fully on, just come say, on, now you're preaching I'm hurt, now. I don't feel good because we're not seen. And I, I mean, I think- I think if you've ever gone to a doctor especially if it's for any type of pain or any situation they don't treat you the way that they would treat other people and you can tell when you're in the room and there's been some doctors that i've had to walk away from because i'm like i don't know if you're listening to me so i'm just going to leave you where you are because this is ridiculous and i think the other thing is it goes back to our first part of the conversation why diversity and inclusion matters because when you're younger you're new in a profession you need someone in a more senior level position to say, it's okay, you can still get through this. Yes, you've messed up, but you can still get through this. But if you're the only one and the spotlight's on you and you mess up, and there's nobody that looks like you or is helping you or giving you that moment, it's hard to take the moment for yourself when your face is on the ground. So I think that's why when people are like, um, you know, why do we need a diversity inclusion person? Because if you want to have a diverse company, you can't just have employees at the lower level and be like, oh, we're a diverse organization. You also have to have it in the senior management. You also have to have it at the head of your company. Like I have to see that you're actually like, like building up next level of people and not just because they're women or minorities or anything, but because you actually want to see like people supported and all the things that you put in your mission statements yes I got on my cell box for workers honey we could end the podcast right there that's honey that's it so yeah I want to send this into every corporate office (laughs) no I guess I think about it too because when the diversity stuff came up everybody was like you should try to do that that job was extremely hard and you have to deal with a lot of people smiling and then being like come on well your work is not of relevance yes and I just cannot deal with that because when I do work I want to see it represented valued yes yeah Mm -hmm. definitely okay anything else about beth or randall or um, well well are we gonna run it all the way through with Beth? yeah i think we should just go all the way through yeah because it's just that one like just um her last piece of the episode where because first i'm like who is she googling and so she, <laughs> cause I didn't know, I, I was like, is that the dance studio that she works at right now? I was just confused. But she Googles um, the same former instructor that she ran into at the restaurant um, from her youth. And he answers, it's like late at night. And so at first I'm like, well, what is this conversation gonna be? Cause she's just sharing, like pouring her heart out. Honestly said everything that it sounded like she wanted. She wished she could have said when she saw him in the restaurant, this is years later. To me, that spoke to how deep, you know, these hurts can go, like it can literally affect so many decades of your life, you know, so she's catching him up on her current job that she's married this and this, but as she starts talking to him, you could almost hear the parallel as, as if it's an intimate relationship. Like she was like, you know, you were everything to me and I really needed things from you and on and on what I did appreciate about him though. He was listening. Because it wasn't like he got scared or like, oh, no, I'm not going to do this with you and hang up. He did listen. And I think that spoke to how does healing really happen, right? And so what I liked about that moment was the man, once he heard her and say things like, my father died, it's like, you didn't even care. He was very clear on his position. He said, well, my position was about technique. And so to me, that was one of those moments, like sometimes we could put too much on a person or a moment and you got to know your role and I did like that because it's like true if you think about a ballet instructor oftentimes what I think of somebody that is harsh because they got to get this exact technique right Um, but I think it also showed like her being freed you know like not by him but like of these narratives that had been created or constructed um, where she was able to be like no I'm going to live in the fullness of me so I just I I did like that moment in that exchange between them. Yeah I think it speaks to the point too of where sometimes it's really hard because you when someone gives you a no sometimes you're like I don't know what that no was for I don't know if it was based on me my personality my actual work my whatever um and so because you don't know it just always runs in your head um until in yeah so I, I just think she was able to like release a lot of the other reasons because sometimes people are just who they are. I mean, this man is a dance instructor. I think she called him at maybe 10 o'clock at night. He was still working, okay? This is somebody who just cares about dancers and their form and like getting them to the next level. And he cares about it so much that in the middle of the night, he's still there, like doing the paperwork or whatever. Um, So it just shows like, he's not when it comes, he's not the person that you go to for emotions. but you know what that now that i'm thinking of as you say that i think that also speaks to her family dynamic where they weren't an emotional thing they weren't talking about what was really going on and so she may have created this unhealthy dynamic or expectations of of this man like she may have projected all that onto him like this is almost like a father Like she said you were almost a god to me um and so i think that really also speaks to in our youth like like these dynamics that can be very dysfunctional and healthy that are set up Mm -hmm. um, for us. And that's a lot to deconstruct as you get older. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. Because I mean, if you think about it, like if you have something like dance, if you do it well, the person of course is going to praise you and then probably put you in front of the class and be like, let's see how this person does it or whatever. I can see, I can tell you as someone who did dance for a while and was always on row three, Never highlighted. Never highlighted. <laughs> Always in the back. <laughs> That's okay. Um <laughs> But is it? <laughs> it's
1: okay. Um, they said it was because of your height.
0: Yes. No, they didn't say it was because of my height. They 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 pretty much um they pretty much let me know. Like uh the steps, not not you. Road I was three like, material. I yeah. And you know what? Now I celebrate that I was road three material. Yes. Because I easily could have been like. Oh, I'm just not getting it. Let me quit. Instead, I had my roof is on fire hoop and was swirling with everybody else. Yes. Um, but yeah, but I mean, definitely in dance classes, when somebody's doing it well, they always like highlight that person. That's true. So then that builds your confidence, your ego, all of these things. And so for all of a sudden for him to be like, nope, you're not getting it. I got to move to somebody else. I could see how that would like kind of cut her down and like, you know, really hurt her on a whole different level.
1: yeah Yeah. and I mean also think about how many years it's been Mm -hmm. so I'm guessing since he was there he answered the phone I'm guessing this is his studio and so you have to think like like he's still answering the phone like he's still right there like he has not like she went off and got a whole family had multiple careers and so to me that right there just shows you and then you and then fast forward to her where she has this wonderful wall of all of these soloists that she's had. Yeah. And, you know, it just, I don't know, to me, it just kind of showed that maybe he could have had more success if he sure. cared about his dancers as a whole, Ooh. rather than their, their ability. And so, cause I was just like, okay, you're still answering the phone 30 years later. And then um, also her dancer had to feel so special because even though she had fallen, you know, she made a wall of her soloist, and that girl's picture had to stay on the wall at least for months, maybe a year, just her picture all by itself. And so I'm sure every time she walked into her dancer's office, like I mean, to her instructor's office, she felt so loved. And I think that love is what made the difference to how we were able to end best portion with her getting, um, you know, a soloist and a big ballet company.
0: Yes. With the note that said, I can and I did. I thought that was was, oh my gosh, so it was better than anything else she could have written. Yeah, no, that was beautiful. And I, I mean, I just think that that really speaks to the power of like mentors too. Um, there's been so, I mean, um, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna say a quote because let me tell you what my sisters love to do. They love to to quote obscure parts of movies, and I'll be like, I don't know, and they'll be like, How do you not know? You gotta know. Um, but nobody, nobody makes it in this world alone. What is that from? Oh my, gosh, it's from the tip of my
1: tongue.
0: What? Poetic justice. What part though? It's her poem. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're the oh main God. one who's always like, "How do you not know this?" Well, you yes. didn't know the You day, know what
1: Georgia. I'm gonna say? Your 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 inflection was in the wrong places
0: oh my god this oh, is so you sad. Know what?
1: I love it can you can you please put the right
0: inflection I'm ready even... go ahead my Angelou jr let's do it right I'm ready and the audience is ready please everyone silence even if you're driving pullover George is about to really hit it <laughs> right
1: let me just say this I cannot honey, believe you got I to miss- hear you say the quote I'm gonna be honest with you I really don't I Exactly. Right, exactly. No, so no, let no, me go no, back to my exactly. point. Because yeah, back my, to
0: her point. Okay, back to my point. Somebody mute Georgia. Mute <laughs> Georgia. So, what I'm saying is. I love you, Janet. Okay. <laughs> it just speaks so much to the importance of like mentors to so just have somebody believe in you. Oh, man. And this yeah. is another thing, too. Beth was not the person, not once, except for that string thing where I was just like, hey, oh, she I know. Probably already knows that. right. <one>. <laughs> was she giving her like actual dance instruction? She was just encouraging her. Do you know what I mean? And I think that, that was the reason why the girl made it forward. And I will say, there have been people in my lives that just fully like were just like, you're going to do this. And I was just like, I don't know. And they were like, no, you are going to do this. And they did, they had nothing to do with like the thing that I was doing, but they were just so fully invested in like, we're going to move this forward that I was like, well, let's try. You know, like this person seems to be really on board you were on fire today. That is such a good point. If you think about Beth, developmentally, dance-wise, she probably got, I think she wasn't she like in maybe beginning of high school or something. No, she was she was she was she made it all the way to like her senior year of high school. Cause remember okay. she was gonna go to the academy, but she couldn't. So her mom was like, You need to go to college. Right. But my point with this is it's not as if she went on to dance for a big company. We know all that, right? So the young lady had perhaps way more experienced than Beth dancing and so it's interesting when Beth brought up this point us as the audience was like I don't think I've heard that before and I've never danced <laughs> in my life but so for the young lady you could tell she was like okay thank you but you're right and I didn't even like catch I'm like well how does that fit? but I love that because later on she recognized that her gift is yeah I may not have danced at the big, biggest companies but I can mentor And how, like, you're right, how critical that is. Like, yeah, it may not be that she has all the technicalities with the dancing, but she does know what a dancer needs. So, yeah, I love that. I love that. Yeah, just really quick with mentoring, though, because, like, I think it's so funny. Like, everybody's like, oh, I'm not qualified to be a mentor or whatever. But if you've lived life, if if you've lived any type of life, then you're able to mentor somebody that's younger than you. Because when I started mentoring girls that were, like, 25, I was like, you know, a lot of them were like professionally like doing crazy jobs or whatever, but they would like say things where I was just like, what is going on? Like they would be like, oh, I'm 25 and I don't have my own home and I don't have a husband I'm not pregnant and I was just like who cares like what are you talking about but like when you're that age and your friends are that age and you're looking at that you're like oh this is what I need and it's just like oh no girl that's true like and so you just kind of like knock the those things down for them and they're able to really see fully where they are but they just need people like that that's true let me tell y'all something that I thought was a gem everybody this is for free A lot of times, I don't know what's funny, it is for free, but I'm saying this may change somebody's life for real. So a lot of times we talk about mentorship, which is important. I got this from one of my good friends. She shared "It's yes, you need mentors because a mentor can help guide you. She said, you also need a coach because a coach is right there rooting for you, giving you the techniques, all those things you need. But what you also need is a sponsor because the sponsor is someone who has the power to speak for you in rooms that you're not in yet. And so I thought that was so key. So she's like, you need to think about having coaches, mentors, but then those sponsors that can actually get you in the room where you're looking to go. Well, that was it. That well, was that's it. a that shout out to was Serena. being a hater. She was not Thanks. stopping. But let me, let me, see <laughs> I want to make sure that people, but I want to make sure people get it. So what's the difference between a mentor and a coach? So a coach is someone that um, is right there helping you with the plays, like how you. But so she's the actual dance instructor. The skill. Yeah. So yeah. This dance, is the dance instructor. The actual ballet instructor that's like taking her through the technique. Yes. A mentor is someone they may not be in your exact sphere of where you are, where you want to be, but there's someone you can go to to kind of process things. They can give you, just like you were saying, that guidance. of so you may want to consider this. This may be a good move for you. So that's a mentor. But a sponsor is someone who's actually in the rooms that you want to be in that when you're not even there can speak and say you know what a day will be great for this. George is the one for the job so they actually have the power to get you in the room um, and or get the job or whatever it is you're seeking. Mm-hmm. and I know that she said that that was for free but if you guys want to send a PayPal a Gmail, <laughs> don't send it to TV send it to TV Christine told- Belliard TV baby me. it's TV told me at gmail.com thank you <laughs> <laughs> we spoke on other episodes we'll take whatever form payment you want to give us okay we're ready <laughs> even if you just want even if you're like that was deep and all you have is an HBO passcode we'll take it No problem. <laughs> but that's real <laughs> we're open okay we're, yes. we, we don't want want to limit you in any way no okay uh, and that's
1: all. mary had a little lamb
0: <laughs> i'm gonna let that sit out there for a while because i want you to feel right it. i want you to feel that you, want me to you, in you wanted to you wanted to make up for your quote and so you were like i'm adding another quote right no ma'am um okay so then we can move on to <laughs> i will say this that i thought was so hilarious on the next episode <laughs> when they go for thanksgiving i i could tell that like the writers at this is us that they like listen to podcasts and what people are saying because randall walks in the room and was like the black pearson's have arrived <laughs> and, like any recap show they're always like let's talk about the be- the black pearson's yes. and the other Pearsons. so i just thought yes. that was so funny they were like let's incorporate this <laughs> so anyway um so then we go back to the other pearson's and Thanksgiving. First off, the part that I think was hilarious to me was back in the 90s, Rebecca is living her best life. She's coming in laughing with her new man, Matt, and just having a ball then she turns and she's like oh my god because kevin and his wife were there yes. and she goes i thought we were alone i don't know what <laughs> rebecca had planned out but it wasn't entertaining her family at no. that point okay no because no, she was fully ready to just have a good time i don't know if they were about to just have some cocktails watch some tv but it did not involve prepping for thanksgiving i can tell you that yeah I like that she because they didn't really give us the connection after that date when she's like almost like this is too much but I love that they showed her like entering her next chapter of like you know now she's friends with Matt he's coming over so I did I did like seeing Matt on the scene yeah so I'll run down all of '90s Thanksgiving or Thanksgiving prep yeah and then we could talk about it so basically um kevin is drinking a lot sophie's like why are you drinking she's asking kate like what's wrong with kevin and kate's like i don't know she asks kevin kevin says actually i cheated on my wife with this girl in my acting class but don't tell her and kate is like you know she's trying to decide whether to stay loyal to her friend or her brother she decides to stay loyal to her brother meanwhile matt gets himself invited to thanksgiving And tries to do the ultimate jazz joke of, I'm going to give you guys my ultimate pumpkin pie. It's actually going to be from the grocery store. It didn't get the response he wanted. So Matt, being a man of uh, understanding, was just like, all right, I'll see you guys later. Because he didn't want to get disinvited. Okay. So I was like, I respect that. (laughs) Miguel's helping Rebecca prime the turkey. (laughs) Um, And he automatically recognizes that maybe he has feelings for Matt. because he, I mean, for Rebecca, because he automatically disses Matt. And it's just like the way he invited himself to Thanksgiving. And then he did. But I understand, Matt. Look, if I have an opportunity to have a full course meal, I'll take it because Matt didn't have nothing else going on. Um, and then Rebecca was like, I mean, then Miguel was like, oh, you know what? Since you're bringing Matt, I'm going to bring my girl. And yes, she was he like, you mean the girl that you broke up with? He was like, well, you know what? She's back. So it's fine. I don't think she was actually back. I think Miguel was like, we're going to do this. We're going to do it. Um, and then Sophie finds out. She finally asks Kevin, like, why are you drinking so much? What's wrong? And he finally tells her they cheat on her. And instead of just leaving it at that, he goes, and that's, and Kate knew too. Great. So now Sophie looks at Kate, looks at Kevin and was like, y'all are all trash. And she gives them the ultimate peace out and she leaves. So what did you guys think about 90s Thanksgiving error? Pearson's Thanksgiving prep Pearson's did you have any thoughts on them
1: um I liked that um that Rebecca and Miguel solidified we are best friends I thought that was a cute a cute moment um so I I do like how they're taking us through the development of how they got there because we've all been wondering for six seasons five seasons now um about how did this take place so I like that development of that and then um And then also, I love let that Miguel let her know you will not be the only one with the date. I'm your best friend, (laughs) but I'm also talking to some folks too on the side. So (laughs) I'm I'm actually
0: a hot commodity. Yes, (laughs) yes, people People want me.
1: I cannot wait because it's going to be so evident when they're all at the table. I'm sure they're going to be like, you know what? Should we leave? Um, Which, which Rebecca's man deserves that because do not be with somebody's family and say, well, I guess I'm going to have a TV dinner. Yes, he did. I know. How much more? I was with Miguel. That was not a diss. That was the truth. You did not invite him. He clambered his way, his way into the table. But um, so I like that whole dynamic for the seasoned individuals. Um, And then as far as Kevin, well, I guess I don't know. As far as Kevin, that's just a lot. We have to just we have to break Kevin down all the way. But
0: you know what I will say was most um, helpful for me with this. Um, storyline uh, on Tuesday was now I get why um, Kate was so anxious and upset about Kevin and what's the Madison. 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 Yes. Now it made so I'm like, well, Kate, dang, I, we were all, well, at least I was thinking she should be so excited. It's her best friend. This is her brother. They're all so close. It's going to be great. Um, or she's so close to both of them. But now I think at least that helped connect that dot. Um, Because I had no clue that Kate and Sophie were even friends. They never looked at each other, like to me, a whole lot. Um, So yeah, I thought that was a good piece to the puzzle for me. Um, Yeah, so as far as the Miguel, I do appreciate this. I personally just wish we would have seen this later, but I'm thinking something traumatic is going to happen regarding Miguel. I think this is why they're like almost getting us more connected to Miguel right now. No, you know, in the future, Miguel's not there well we have not seen him yet he's not arrived at the home and so who knows um but I will say the one thing that I do like is I like that it didn't just go from Jack to Miguel I like that Rebecca you know tried dating went out for a couple people because she did you know when she went to visit Kevin you know she tried to like talk to his teacher or his teacher tried to talk to her let me say it correctly and now she has this Matt guy so it wasn't just like miguel was helping her around the house and then bam her and miguel are married like there was you know she kind of explored some different things um and her and miguel got to grow their friendship and all of that separately so i do appreciate that i agree yeah so
1: i do wish though that miguel would have mentioned his children for thanksgiving like i realize they're not gonna be there but even if he was just like you know i'm so glad y'all maybe he'll say that next episode but i don't know to me miguel's a little i'm starting to like miguel but my hesitation with him being like one of my faves is well, he. I don't think he's close to being more of my faves, but the hesitation with me liking him is that he just does not mention his children. And so. I love that he's an outsider, but he tried to be like, "Can you believe that Matt tried to get into our
0: thing?" Oh, that's how they do. That's how they do. I was like, "Sir, when did this become? When did you become part of the clique?" I'm so right. confused. Like, <laughs> no. he was like, "Who?" He basically was like, "Who bulldozes into somebody's family Thanksgiving?" And I was like who those oh.
1: into somebody's family <laughs> I
0: was like okay so I just thought that was so interesting of all people to make the comment right. I just thought coming from him was hilarious to me but that's right. how
1: it always happens though because you're so happy to be like yep. a cent above lunch <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah okay so
0: that was and I love the way we talked about it earlier how Sophie peaced out she was just like all right then uh I'm gonna at y'all and I think we, the next time we see Toby is like 20 years later, but such is life. Um, then the next scene is like current Kevin, Kate, Madison, and Elijah, and Toby. And I will say Toby worked my last oh my during this episode because this is my thing. It, okay, everybody works right, and I know that everybody's work is different, but if you're not able to really take breaks or whatever stay wherever you are and do your work. You know what I mean? Or be like, get off a call, engage, go back to your call. But being on your call and like talking on the phone and talking to people, if you're able to talk about how you love a muffin and still be on the phone, you're not an important part of the business conversation. (laughs) You could have just taken a 15 minute break. You know what I mean? But to be on your headphones and still be talking to the person and be like, I love this muffin. This is amazing. Let's go to the TV show. Also that deal at four, it's like, there's no need for that you just want to show people that you have a job we get
1: it but i found him to be
0: annoying
1: he was quite annoying he needed to know how to use that mute button like people on your conversation don't need to know what's going on at your house um but um but i will say i don't know if we're there yet but i will say that scene with him and kevin was epic where he was like well you know the reason why i'm out here pacing this is where i normally talk i was like, "Okay,
0: But this is my thing, honey, you haven't, you've been pacing all through the house. So that, so yeah, I understand you were trying to give it to somebody, but also you're annoying. Yeah. I don't know why that wasn't affected because that's like one of my pet peeves. Like don't do it. Like there's no, there's no business meeting that's lasting 48 hours. Right. You're obviously taking breaks. So during those breaks, be with your family. Don't, don't do that. I don't know why I hate that. Like I hate when people like come to like basketball games or whatever and they're like, um, yeah, I'm here. But also I'm on the call with so-and-so. But they're like making it known that they're like doing work stuff. And I'm just like, please get over it. I just- Yeah, at this point, I don't know, for me, I just feel like this episode really highlighted that work is gonna be his way out. You know I am not feel like he doesn't wanna be there. I think it's overwhelming for him. It's too much, whatever. So it's just like- Oh, but you can't say anything because I'm working. Oh no, it's because I'm working. So yeah, at this point, Toby needs to go. That's true. I just thought about that. You're not even home. Like you live in a whole different city. So now that you're in the same city, you're going to tell me that you at work this whole time. Mm -mm. So I'm done with Toby. He said his little speech to Kevin. So basically like he, Kevin says, Hey, your wife doesn't like the headphones. Toby goes, well, I have to have them because normally I'm doing business in this office. There's other places in the house where you can do business, sir. Cause you don't have a computer in front of you. It's not like you're running numbers. So okay. And I think that's, that's how it. we know it's about to come to an end. Cause one thing I'll say, we always saw Kevin and Toby kind of like they cool. Like it was no problem. You know, we kinda in this together. But I think like in Toby's mind, it just clicked. He can't deal with none of them no more. I think it's just he's it's just too much for him. So that's why I'm like, this is the beginning of the end. Like it's gone.
1: No, and I and, and that was like, I love the dynamic of the twin or, well, yeah. Kate and um, Kevin, because, you know, they show where I have your back, I have your back. And that was referenced a lot. And I just love that when she told her brother, like, like we have marital issues, you know, and even though she said a little bit, she told him a lot. So I felt like her saying that, that's why Kevin was so snippet with Toby in that scene because he's like, you know, he's so protective over Kate. So basically, it's like, oh, you trying to get with me? Um, Right. Like, I'll be right there. Like, I'm going to be in this room until my sister tells me to leave because you're not even here. Like, Basically, he could have went in a lot further. But I just feel like um, that's why Kevin was Because he normally wouldn't reply that way to Toby. Even if Toby tried to have a snippet comment, normally he would just dead it. Like he would just end it. But I think Kevin came back at him because he's being protective over Kate and he sees that there's trouble in paradise. But
0: let me tell you the ultimate move of pettiness from Kevin. He was like, okay, let me try to play the guitar. I'm gonna say real quietly. You know, I'm giving him one more chord. (laughs) I (laughs) didn't know that. I was like, the man asked if you could not play. He was like... You know what? (laughs) And now, and now I go to sleep. Okay. (laughs) I said petty. Listen, Private Petty was ready for action. Yes. Um. So the the main thing with Kevin in this episode was just him him being like, I'm okay when he's not okay. Like he's like, you know what, guys? This is so cool. Let's. So basically, it's Madison, Kate, Elijah and Kevin and Toby in the background, whatever, all having breakfast together. And Kevin's like, we should do this all the time because this is comfortable. We're all having a good time, right? Are you having a good time? I'm having a good time. We're all having a good time. And everybody's like, okay. And then he's planning for Thanksgiving. They're all going to the taping of the Manny. um, And Madison has to let him know, like, actually, I don't want to go to your cabin for Thanksgiving. I want to stay here. Um, And him like having to process that so the breakfast part was interesting first i really wanted to taste elijah's muffin because i was like everybody right. keeps saying how good it is i mean can y'all put a recipe up or something i really right. just wanted to have i don't like on tv when they describe food because i'm like where can i get it where can i have i want to be a part of what y'all are doing <laughs> and i wanted to know what made this muffin so good because the one thing that everybody agreed on was that these muffins were amazing um, and then they had red velvet waffles. This breakfast was amazing though. Cause everything they were saying, I was like, Ooh, uh, but red velvet waffles. I've never had that. That sounds good. Um, but I love the fact that in the past, Kate put Kevin above her friend, but in current situation, she really thinks about it and sees where her brother could be in the wrong and puts, um, what she thinks is best there. So Madison tells Kevin basically, I don't want to go. I love Elijah too, because he they they go, what are you doing for Thanksgiving? He goes, I'm hanging out with my family. <laughs> so he never says, Oh, me and Madison, he just says, Mm-mm. I'm hanging out with my family. Like I guess they'll let you know later, but uh
1: right.
0: I'm not gonna get into that. But anyway, um, some so Madison breaks down that she's not gonna go. Kevin gets upset and he does the He was very petty during this episode. He was like, "Why would you take my kids on Thanksgiving when you know this could be my mom's last Thanksgiving?" Oh, I know. There was no need for that. That was a that was an unnecessary blow. But I love that she still stood her ground. She's like, "I know what's happening with your family, but I also know I don't want to do this." And then I love that Kate stood up for her friend, and she was just like, "You were about to marry this lady, and you told her you didn't love her. She has somebody who loves her." she wants to make her own traditions and she has the ability to do that you need to let her do that
1: yeah yeah no um yeah Kate I was really glad that she she went to bat for um for Madison and I think also like she learned from it so many times things can happen um in different relationships and then you go back and you do the exact same thing so I was happy that she's like no Madison's my best friend and I'm gonna like protect and cover this relationship and also I'm gonna stand for right just not always stand with you so I was like okay okay Kate
0: growing up
1: so my question is if you are
0: if you're Madison do you think it's fair to like maybe you stay back with Elijah and have Thanksgiving in in LA and let the kids go to the cabin because it is one of the um one of the places that he has to you know one of the last Thanksgiving that Rebecca might actually be coherent I thought about that, but I think that's just a hard thing to put on Madison. The reason why, this is what her first Thanksgiving with her babies. So that's hard to then, because you could see where it would always be her having to coalesce to the Pearsons. Mm Because if it's not that, the next year is going to be, Deja's about to go to school. So I actually appreciate it. No, she also has the right to think about her Thanksgiving and maybe we need to figure out going forward how we're going to split holidays so I think it was a real a real issue for sure yeah. I, didn't, I didn't see her as wrong no
1: I I actually was kind of the opposite on it I didn't think that he was being petty when he brought up his mom I thought that it was a real valid point and I think that Thanksgiving is so like different things are important to different families and Thanksgiving is really important to their family so if this is potentially his mom's favorite holiday and this is potentially her last holiday I think that that's a valid point so I I I felt him on it and honestly I didn't even see Madison's point of view until Kate broke it down for me and Kevin (laughs) because I was really like team Kevin on this like you know this is their thing like you know and and not to be well I guess this is being insensitive but I was kind of thinking like Uh, Madison what do you do on Thanksgiving just because you know it really is like a family holiday and they already have a structure set up so I just automatically took Kevin's side so I was glad that Kate explained it to us but I do think that she should be sensitive to his mom and I actually think that she just wanted to know that she could um, she wanted to exert her power but I really believe that she's going to give in and allow him to have the twins for Thanksgiving or at least that's my hope because I do feel for Rebecca and Kevin
0: yeah no, I do. I don't think she's gonna give in though. I think her and Elijah have pretty. I they think they not. kind of have made their plans. I, I mean, honestly, I think sometimes <laughs> I think sometimes there's like not a, a hundred there's just not a fully right answer. so right. I could see both sides. So however it goes, like I can understand either way somebody's gonna be really hurt. So
1: mm-hmm. I'm just, just gonna say choice. I just started liking Madison if she truly does take the twins for Thanksgiving. I'm going to have to reevaluate why do you
0: sound just like Kevin oh wow oh my gosh oh wow well. um, let's, let's speed past that real quick um <laughs> I love that Elijah like went up to Kevin and was like hey I know that you love my muffins and you're kind of you're trying to bid your time but I want to let you know I'm not going nowhere this is yes, the best woman I've ever met and I'm gonna be here for a while uh I see no problems of this ending and I was like go ahead Elijah just take your claim and I love the way that he did it because it was so smooth he goes he goes I know I'm a nice guy and Kevin tried to be really dismissive and was like oh yeah you are he was like no 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 let me finish let me finish right you sure do um so I love that um anything any other thoughts about the episode well with that point <clears throat> excuse me I really liked it too because I think Kevin's so used to people acquiescing to him think like this was a major shift for Madison to be like no it's not just gonna happen how you think it should happen and for Elijah to be like you know what I know y'all just had that exchange but real quick before you go and I thought that was so good because it wasn't like well Kevin I know you like her so I, I thought he was about to say so let me know if you're thinking you have feelings for her that's what I thought he was coming with but I think it also if you noticed, and Kevin created like this oh okay hold on well let me let me I, I hear you so I really like it. I think that's going to be part of Kevin's growth too. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I think before I, Elijah was almost like starstruck or he was yes. acting starstruck by Kevin. But I think in actuality he was like, oh, um, I'm not messing this relationship up. So <laughs> if this is, if this is the kid's dad, I yeah. need to make sure I get in good with him. So now I'm trying, now I'm seeing how much Elijah really likes Madison. Yes. That he's like holding back certain emotions so that he can be like, anything to make her comfortable which I appreciate yeah. so yeah well, I don't
1: know. I'm still kind of on the fence about her boyfriend because the thing about Elijah I felt like he did the same thing that Rebecca's man did with the tv dinner he invited himself to the live studio taping Madison had no intention of going like even when he was like oh yeah I'm gonna go it was like I understand that we need to co-parent with him but yeah. I don't need you taking the lead on us being together at times we don't need to be together like the twins are going to the taping why are we go- so I did not like that and I still kind of think he's fanning out a little bit because just a couple of things like it's like oh what about oh the yeah car? what about like and that makes me very uneasy I do not need like the boyfriend and the husband or the boyfriend and the you know uh, the dad baby, baby. To, yeah I do not need them to be I don't know I just don't like it I don't like her boyfriend being a fan of Kevin I'm not he has not convinced me of his motives yet. And I, I still kind of believe that this is going to end in heartbreak.
0: So, uh, yeah, no, that's true. I think that we, throughout this episode, have talked about our favorite parts. Um, so just really quick, you can just name them like your favorite character this episode. I think mine would be Stacy, the dancer. Um, I just love how she got back up and started dancing um, and that she finally like believed in herself. I thought that was beautiful. I think for me, it would definitely be Beth. Um, I just love how you saw, um, her as a young lady being affected and impacted by other people's narratives around her and her love. And then at the end, it's like, no, this is my narrative around my love of dance and my purpose. So I really, I I would definitely go with Beth.
1: I would have to go with Kate. And I think, um, I just think Kate's a really good friend. She's a good sister. And she's even trying to be a really great wife, even though her husband's being difficult. So I just really saw her strength in different areas. And also I really liked her because she opened up me and Kevin's eyes about the Thanksgiving. <laughs> and she really did like show us like, you know, her as a mom, She had you're putting too much on her. So I think that's always really good when women can come to bat for other women. And and Kate did that this episode. I mm-hmm. love it. Um, It's so funny, like,
0: the episode seemed to be okay but we were fully once we started talking about it we were like this episode has levels to it <laughs> so i yeah. love that um if you have any comments about this episode or anything definitely you can email us at tvtoldme.com. we're viewing this is us for the final season very sad um but we will be here until the very last episode um it comes out every thursday if you want to hear regular episodes of tv told me they now come out on monday we appreciate having you guys here. And because there's no Olympics, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. All right. Bye. bye. bye.